Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. Again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk, the number one industrial-related podcast in the universe that celebrates industry professionals all around the world. Yes, you are bold, brave, and you dare greatly. You solve problems, you collaborate, you are making the world a much better place. Thank you for what you do, and we just appreciate you here at Industrial Talk. In the hot seat, retired now, Lieutenant Colonel Kathy Galowitz. She is the founder of Vanguard Veteran, and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about veteran talent strategy. It's all in there. It's a lengthy conversation, but worth listening, so let's get cracking. Oh, boy. She's incredible. And given the fact that uh, we are all, you know, in industry, boy, if I had a nickel every time somebody talks about finding the right individual, find uh, building that team, uh, needing individuals that have specific skill sets or that are trainable, all topics that we have discussed here at On Industrial Talk, she just comes in, boom, brings another avenue, Veteran Talent Strategies. So just sort of paint the picture just a little bit here. Vanguard comes in, talks to companies to figure out and strategize around how do you do that? How do you start bringing in these these veterans who are chock full of skills and abilities and are willing to learn and are really dedicated and committed to you and your company and what you're doing, I mean, it, it, everybody wins. Win, win, win all around. Absolutely wonderful conversation. And boy, is she, is she passionate. Lieutenant Colonel, right there. Right there, right there. I'm, I'm looking at her stat card out on LinkedIn. All right. You need to amplify your voice. You need to be a part of industrial talk. If you have a podcast that you're saying, gosh, it's just not getting traction, Industrial Talk has a solution for you. You can come and, and be a part of the network that we have put in place. And, and anything, and I mean anything, that helps industry succeed, that solves problems, uh, we're all game. And, and if, you're, if you don't have a podcast, I can help you with it. Don't, don't get me wrong. You, you want to start a podcast, I got the do's and don'ts. Do the do's, don't do the don'ts. And so it's it's one of those things where I can help out with that in a big way and get you up and running fast and getting your message amplified. Industrial Talk is all about your success. So be a part of it. Just go out to Industrial Talk. Click Let's Connect. You'll talk to me. No obligation whatsoever. None. Just the fact that we are a part of this wonderful global community that are solving problems, and that we need to continue to educate. You need to share your knowledge. You need to collaborate. You need to work with individuals that can help solve problems, and then you need to innovate because it doesn't stop. If you're not in that game, well, somebody's in the game. Let's put it that way, and they're going to roll right over top of you. We want you to succeed. Let's get on with the conversation. Again, veteran talent strategy, Kathy Galowitz, retired 
Lieutenant Colonel, big time right there. Reach out to her. You know, all the contact information will be out there for her. So enjoy the chit-chat. Kathy, welcome to Industrial Talk. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm great, Commander. How about you? <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> you see that? Yeah, that's a that's a little family story. I made my kids call me Commander, and they giggled about it. Well, I thought I really needed to do that. You know, I'm a military girl, and Commander is a rank, and I think it's super cool. So glad <laughs> yeah. to have, glad to be on board, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like like <laughs> I said, my kids giggled, <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I go, "No, it's Commander." Well, I want to call you that. No, it's Commander. And there thank you, you for your service, quite frankly. I, well, I get that right out of the way right now. Well, thank you. All right, listeners, we're going to be talking about veterans and, and help supporting the veteran community by offering them opportunities. And Kathy brings a wealth of knowledge. Vanguard Veterans is the organization. We'll have all the contact information for Kathy out on Industrial Talk, as you know, as and, and of course, the website. And, hey, are you active out on LinkedIn? Oh, 100%. Yes, sir. It's Kathy, it it's Kathy Lowry Gallowitz. That's my personal page. But the business page is Vanguard Veteran. Yeah, we're going to have both. Yeah, we're going to have both. And we're going to have your website. So just oh, thank you. don't worry. So listener, you're saying, Scott, I don't have enough information. to get. You'll have every bit of information to reach <laughs> out to Kathy. So don't come running to me and say, oh, God, I can't get a hold of her. Yeah. I'm just going to have to Thanks, call you. Scott. Thanks. Scott. Yeah. All right. Before we get into this conversation, because I'm very giddy about it, uh, give <laughs> us a little background into who Kathy is. All righty then. So I grew up as a Navy brat, so to speak, traveling around the world, supporting my dad's pilot and communication engineer career. I was born in Pensacola, Florida, graduated from preschool in Paris, France, went to high school in Keflavik, Iceland. That's where I graduated. And then went to three, you know, two colleges, uh, but went to college in Munich, Germany. Before the age of 35, I'd lived in at least 20 different communities. Wow. My dad, yeah, it was a lot. My dad was Navy. I went Air Force. And not only, not until I really put down roots in a small Midwestern town in Ohio, did I really start to get an inkling for how different those of us who were brought up in the military and military culture, how really kind of different it was as compared to civilian life. And I can tell you stories about that, but I know we have limited time. That, that's, that, that's another conversation, but, but yeah. uh, apparently listeners that uh, she wants to start a podcast, that would be a great, great thing. Ooh. on. See that that's another topic. Say there you yeah. go. Yeah. So be on the lookout for her podcast. And of course she's already Aww. saying I'm really busy this year. Yeah, she's crabbing. No crabbing in this. In this get podcast world, you just get in and get her done, right? That's what we military people do. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, she, yeah. Did mm -hmm. you did your dad say why'd you go Air Force? Oh, you know what? He didn't. Yeah, he's a good man. He just uh, you know, let me let me let me fly, so to speak. No pun intended. No kidding. <laughs> no, he didn't care. Mm -mm. But he was pilot, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, really, I got a great deal. Uh, my first career was nursing. I went to Wilford Hall, the largest hospital, 1,000 beds, and they gave me a six-month internship where I could, you know, refine my nursing schools. And then I got promoted to the first rank in six months instead of two two years. Huh. And, uh, oh, by the way, um, the bad news was I was removed from the oceans, and I love the water. You know, most Air Force bases are pretty landlocked. But it was a good career. Get out of here, career. man. Why are you passionate about veterans? 
Well, this outside of you being one, I mean, I get that. Yeah, I mean, the kind of the lead in was because I moved so much and then I went to a small Midwestern town and I realized my life was very different. Um, And then when I was the director of community outreach for the Ohio National Guard, I had the privilege of establishing a never been done before statewide outreach program to educate and engage civilians in support of troops and their families. I understood that my experiences were different and I felt really, you know, kind of disconnected from America because my experiences were different. But then once I started to get to know civilians and help them come up close and personal with those of us in uniform, mostly soldiers and airmen, because that's what the guard was comprised of. I, oh my gosh, the glisten in their eyes, so to speak, that they had when they were doing substantive things to improve quality of life, workforce, and community for our service members. I can't tell you, Scott, how often people say, well, you know, that was one of my biggest regrets. I never I never was able to serve or I wasn't, I, mm. I wanted to serve, but something, you know, prevented me from doing it. And now as I give back to uh, military people, it, it, it really makes me feel good. It's a quick story. I was interviewing a new uh, colleague here in the Phoenix area, and she started to tell me about how 10 years Previously, she had started a veteran hiring program in her company. And she said, Kathy, I get goosebumps now telling you about that. I mean, Mm -hmm. 10 years later, Scott, she had an emotional response to the goodness that she was creating for the for the uh, the military population. So it's, it's good news for the veteran because we have a hard time coming home from Coming back from military service, we have a hard time transitioning into civilian life. It's a good news story for our citizenry because their lives are enriched, you know, as we improve quality of life, workforce and community. It's a good thing for our nation. And one of the biggest reasons that I'm so passionate about cultivating civilian veteran champions is because nobody really does this work, Mm. right? This yeah. isn't a this isn't a purposeful program anywhere to and and you know whenever you're trying to engage people on a team or um, help them you know be more culturally aware it's a process right you've got to first get some education you know then connect with people that can help you understand it better and then be encouraged and reinforced and then ultimately you know ideally recognized for your efforts if you want to keep it rolling right so it's not a it's not a it's not a it's not a staying saying thank you for your service although that's appreciated it's really about going way beyond words through your actions to help our service members really reach optimal quality of life in ways that also helps our society, the best example, or one of the greatest yeah. ones, really, is employment. Take us through sort of a general process. Let's say I'm um, I'm a military veteran, and I'm just getting ready to um, leave the military, and that's my background. I've been in it for yeah. many years. Um, take us through the process of transitioning. Do do I do I knock on your door and saying, "Hi, hey, I'm no. ready"? No. Well, take a, how do how do how do we work with this? There, there's some there's some context I need to paint here. Yeah. First of all, Please. okay. So first of all, veterans are very different, right? I mean, here I am. Uh, I was a nurse, so my experience as a nurse, not having gone to combat, is very different 
my role as a as a, a woman, a wife, a mother, you know, in society is very different. But you know, kind of by and large, if I could, you know, generalize a little bit, you might have a youngster, a young male who joins the military, doesn't really know who he is, maybe wants to do that instead of uh, going to college, right? Or even if you go to college and you get out and join the military, your job is to respond to the needs of the military. Your job is to not self-assert and say, this is what I'm going to do and this mm. is where I want to work. You've got to be super flexible. you got to adapt, right? That's one of the best qualities that veterans bring to the civilian workforce. So you're so used to adapting to the organization that sometimes in some ways you're like, hmm, well, what am I really good at? Unless you really work at it, you really know what your strengths are and what you want to do in life. So it's a it's a discovery once you you know take off your uniform and join civilian life because you know you may have had the luxury of being able to do what you wanted in the military, but many, many, many people don't. So there's you know, your, your identity is very wrapped up in, you know, your, your, the uniform, the mm. hierarchy, the structure, uh, the mission, the professionalism, the pride you feel for serving your country. And then I hate to say it like this, but you strip all that away. Right. And you're in your, okay, well, who am I now? Right. And, you know, even if you never joined the military, I'm a, I'm a John Maxwell trained speaker, trainer, coach about leadership development, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what I understand about leadership development is, or personal development is that you have to work at it. No one's going to spoon feed you. No one's going to give you yeah. the, the silver bullet. You got to figure out what makes you tick. You got to develop your skills. And it's not something that happens overnight. So even if you never joined the military, understanding how to thrive ideally in this life is, is challenging to get the right career with the right fit, with the right income. It's it's not an easy process. And then if it's more, I'll say if it's even, if it's made more complicated because you have one frame of reference, one major frame of reference, and that's military service, and then you move out into civilian life, things like, oh my gosh, you know, there's minimal, minimal structure, at least compared to what we're used to, you know, some hierarchy, but the chain of command is not as strict, okay? The complexity, a funny story, when, you know, some people, uh, I mean, I've deployed, but I didn't deploy in harm's way and stay for a long period of time. But when you come back from a deployment and, you know, you've been on a base and you've had, you know, a small place to eat, the same people for month after month after month, and you haven't gone to a grocery store, this is silly, but Imagine how somebody would feel when they go into our grocery stores and you have 15 kinds of ketchup. I mean, I'm exaggerating, right? And you have, you know, I don't know, 100 different kinds of cereal. I mean, it's just overwhelming that measure of complexity that you don't understand unless you've been there. When I lived overseas for about eight to 10 years and I came back to America, now this was me as a youth or as a young adult in the Air Force. What hit me hard, Scott, was look at all this concrete. Now, I'd been in Europe, you know, and of course there's paved roads over there, but, you know, the roads are small, especially like in England, right? Mm -hmm. And there's so mm -hmm. much greenery that the highway system isn't really kind of the, the main feature. But boy, does America have a lot of concrete. I don't know. Did that answer your question? Yeah. The, the, one of the challenges that I would imagine and, and maybe I'm getting off course here, is that transition. Yes. That transition from structure to that yes. life. 
into sort of that civilian life? And and are there services out there that take those individuals and say, hey, here's a deal. It's going to be, it's it's different. And, well, so and then, a, big, a, a big part of this transition, if you will, is the loss of camaraderie, okay? Uh, because yes. we are so used to a small unit mentality, everybody understanding their role, you know, just having the same value systems and a lot of cases, the same training. And we are taught that you have your brothers and your sisters back. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can't have a functioning military mission without that. There's got to be high levels of trust. So, yes. So um, there are services that help prepare service members to transition. The primary one is the transition assistance program. The, the, the best thing since sliced bread that's come along within the last several years is the DOD skill bridge program. Uh, because the, the transition assistance program is about five days right at the very end of what you're doing. Although they're, they're making it happen sooner, I think about a year out, which is good. But the DOD skills program with commander approval, they can go into a civilian workforce three to six months prior to separation at no cost to the employer and actually perform the job as their regular instead of their military job. So that gives the employer a chance to kind of test drive that potential employee and the veteran to sort of say, well, do I like this setting or maybe is there something I should do better? So and then when you, you know, when you leave military service, most people scatter, right? Now, most battle buddies in particular, my husband has one that, you know, he's like this, he would drop everything Mm -hmm. and run for this battle buddy, but his battle buddies in in, in Alabama, we're in Arizona, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, you you really feel alone. You you really feel kind of lost at times unless you really work at staying connected to your military brothers and sisters. And oh, by the way, in our society, it's, we're pretty fragmented, right? We go to our house, we close down our garage door, we stay in our houses, depending upon, you know, where you live, unless you work to be connected. And um, the, the, the connection process is pretty easy in the military because you're all in the same boat. You're moving around. Everybody wants friends. You know, everybody's there because they want to be. So you have a lot in common very quickly. But that's not the case necessarily. Um, and, you know, once you. It isn't. And, and I just I can only imagine. Uh, <clears throat> and I, I, I never served. But I can only imagine that transition can be challenging for some. Mm-hmm. It might be great for others. who. Not, I, I mean, it's. We're all human beings in that sense, so I would imagine that there are some some challenges there. With that said, um, your organization, right? Your organization works with companies. Is that yes. and yes. those companies uh, have a desire to fill their um, professional team with veterans. Yep. So, how do you and your organization connect with veterans? So I, I, I'm, a, I'm a manufacturer, and right. then I go to you and say, hey, Kathy, I'm interested in hiring veterans. Yes. So my goal is to take that manufacturer from being veteran-friendly, oh, yeah, I know they make great workers, to helping them become veteran-ready. And there's, there's really two major focuses. One is external relationships, and the other is internal processes that will help you retain that talent. So it's it's wonderful if the manufacturer, manufacturer will develop a veteran talent strategy that encompasses all of that. So I help connect the employer 
to sources of veteran talent and encourage them to build trusting partnerships. You know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I got to tell you, Scott, the demand for veteran talent is skyrocketing. Skyrocketing. Oh, you know, I can veteran, only imagine. Veteran unemployment's been below 3% for months and months and months. And there's more and more programs like Heroes Make America, like Semi Vet Works. Those are manufacturing specific. There are others. There are, you know, nonprofits, et cetera. And, and employers are hearing about it and they're engaging in it. And they're, so, they're, so, so the demand for veterans has grown, which is a really good news story. But research tells us that we still have a long way to go to decrease underemployment, right? But what that, in, in, in terms of changing the landscape, that makes the sources of veteran talent more competitive <laughs> to get to the veterans. Does that make sense? Does, does that make sense to you what a source is? Yeah, yeah. So so let's take let's take an example. I'm a manufacturer. Yeah. I, I I've read your book. Beyond thank you for your service. I, I see it there. If you're out on the video, you'll see the book right there. So it'll have we'll have a back link to it. So don't worry about it. You'll be able to get that too. But let's just say I'm 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 passionate. I hear what you're saying. I want it. I think it's good for our business, whatever the reason. And I knock on your door and I say, Hey, I'm ready. I, I need to do this for my business, for the resilience of my business, the, the success yes. of my business. The productivity of your business. The productivity. The loyalty, the loyalty my, of your workers. These yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, I see all of the benefits. Yep. Then what do you do? All right. I start with introducing your talent acquisition team to sources of veteran talent. That is service-specific sources. The Marines have a program. The Guard has a program. The Army Reserve has a program. Then you have state agencies like American job centers across the nation that give veterans priority of service. Then you have levers, local veteran employment reps who help businesses connect with veterans. In the VAs, there are workforce programs. Then there's scads of nonprofits U.S. Chamber of Commerce, Hiring Our Heroes, 50 Strong, a virtual uh, employer connection program. Um, gosh, I don't know. They, they, they go on. They, you know, states have different nonprofits that do this work, right? States and local communities who offer all different kinds of services to veterans. But I look for sources of veteran talent that are to that align with the needs of the employer. And we start there. And then I also encourage them to get involved out in the local community so that their brand can be noted as mm. being veteran friendly. That means they go right. to the large veteran events. You know, maybe they have a float in the Veterans Day parade. You know, they have a, and then, and then there's the internal processes like having a veteran employee resource group or a veteran voice committee, if you're a smaller company, there just needs to be a way to gather your veterans in your employ, gather them together so that they can support each other, they can build camaraderie, they can promote professional development and get involved in, you know, going to the career fairs, involved in onboarding. And um, but but for me, I, I could come to you and say, I have these opportunities i'm looking for individuals that possess these skills of some yeah. sort or yeah. are are 
trainable, whatever it might be. I'm not asking for the right fit. And then I just go through people and people just because I'm looking for somebody that, you know, runs this machine, whatever. I, I define that for you or we work together and we define it together. And then you have your call to action and saying, okay, I hear what you're saying. Let me get working. Yes. I would instruct the employer how to use military skills translators so that they can really identify the aptitude of mm -hmm. that job seeker, mm -hmm. right? I would connect them with places that they can find and meet and evaluate and get job seekers. Yeah. Okay. And then I help them understand how to interview them, understand the body language and the, 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 the verbalization and, um, and, and, you know, then how to help, help them leverage their skill sets, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, helping them understand how to get assimilated by onboarding and, um, do, 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 do you, um, in that, those transition um, organizations that, that exist out there, that you're saying, okay, I'm going to go here, 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 and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to uh, hear what you're saying, employer. I'm going to go to these sources, talent. right? I, I hear go. you. There you go. Um, I want to succeed. I don't want to waste my time. I want to be able to do what is necessary to find this the skilled talent and um that's where your organization in you know in, in collaboration I, with me yes so i teach the employer how to um mm -hmm. fish in the pond where the fish are right yep. Yep. i teach the employer how to develop the best relationships possible once they're hired um and so you know it's 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 up for the employer to um invest in those relationships, uh, understand how to interview them and how to keep them. Okay. So got it. I'm going down this road. Why is it important for me to be able to hire uh, veterans that are in the market? Why, what benefits does that bring to me? Okay. So if you invest in building a veteran talent strategy, yep. it's a talent attraction strategy and retention strategy. You will have an employee who is operationally focused, mission focused, safety focused, loyal, calm under pressure, tech savvy, has all kinds of, you know, IT background, but they also have great technical aptitudes. Okay. Yeah. We talked about, you know, camaraderie. They're used to small unit integrity, we call it. Right. Well, that sounds like a production line to me. You know, everybody's got to kind of know their place and their role and, you know, um, be very exacting. We're used to following rules and regulations and, you know, policies and procedures. We understand teamwork. We're natural leaders in most cases. And, um, you know, we want to contribute, you know, we're, you know, by and large, pretty, pretty motivated people that are kind of risk takers and, you know, want, want to do a good job and, uh, and perform. That's who we are. I would imagine too, that, uh, I'm not going to find, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna find the. I might. Don't get me wrong. That's so you know cut and dry. But they're trainable. They're, yes. They're, good point. Thank you. And and uh, with that that trainability that that develops that loyalty too. I would imagine 
And that competency, that yes. productive uh, capability, more production, yes. whatever it might be, yeah. I would imagine that that's the case. Well, I tell you, what we do mostly in the military is train. Okay, just a quick story. You do. Oh my gosh, <laughs> a, a female, a, a friend of mine, uh, a, a female friend of mine graduated from the Air Force Academy, and she was a pilot. Like two percent of the women are pilots, right? And she went overseas for a couple of years and came back. And she got into the cockpit after being out of it for two years, Scott. And she said, Kathy was like riding a bike. I mean, oh, I can guess. you imagine all those knobs and da 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 Right? I can't. I couldn't do it. But that's a testament to the level of the training that we have because that's it's amazing. so regulated. And we have to be so precise to, you know, in, in some cases to fly the plane or to, you know, make the machine work or, you yeah. know, fix the plane or whatever. And so... We are used to being trained. We um, <laughs> we can be trained easily. And, you know, we like to try new things in, in most cases. So here's a side story about training. So we have uh, a, a, my son's friend is in the military. And he's been in the military for a number of years. And every time I talk to him, it's always, well, so what are you doing? I'm taking this class. Yeah. I'm, doing, I'm over here and I'm. Yeah. learning this over here yeah, going, yeah. are you ever going to put okay. this into action of some I know, sort I mean, I it's just like well, so i was a flight nurse and oh my gosh i went to flight school and you know i did all this training and <laughs> and uh and frankly then i had a baby and my husband was a, a surgeon and so you know one of us he was an air force surgeon so mm -hmm. you know one of us had to put the kids first and that was me but i did all this training and never was able to operationalize my flight nurse training in the real deal. And that was a real bummer for me. I, re I really wanted to do that. But let's talk about all that training, Scott. It's not just technical training. No. It's leadership training. Yeah. Okay. And, and so there's a, a lot of fundamentals that come with that military person beyond the hands-on stuff. And oh, by the way, you know, many of us from the military are very kind of hands-on grassroots people, kind of practical people, you know? Yeah. And so they love making things with their hands. And, and in most cases, you know, it, it's dangerous to overgeneralize, but um, yeah, you get, you get kind of the whole package when, when you hire a veteran and you know how to keep them, it, it really does make your company stronger. Yeah. Let's, see, turn, I, let's turn over more productivity. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, it, it begs the question, what are the roadblocks? Why, why is this still, it would seem to me that this is a no-brainer, that there yeah, is a constant point. flow of opportunity to find skilled professionals to help your business succeed or be more productive or whatever it might be. What's, what's, that, what's that roadblock? What, what, what? Well, uh, that's a really good question. I think it's threefold, really. I think it's awareness. Okay, employers say to me, gee, where do I find them? You yeah. know, and okay. I'm telling you, I hate to interrupt. That is a constant yes. mantra that exists out there today. I can't find the right individuals. I can't find people. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, regardless of the, the talent pool they come from, right? But even more specifically, when 6% of our country is people who've served in the military, right? They're, mm. they're becoming less and less or more and more difficult, really, to put your finger on. That's why. Connecting with and developing relationships with sources of veteran talent is really, really important, okay? You need to develop proactive talent pipelines and be aware of where they are and have relationships with them. All right. The other thing is culture. Military and civilian culture are different. And so you may have somebody show up at an interview who's high and tight, we call it, right? 
sits up yeah. straight, never oh, initiates yeah. a conversation, says, yes, ma'am, no, sir, and um, doesn't self-promote. That's part of our culture. It's not about me. It's about we. That's part of who we are. Well, who are these people, right? Then there's, um, okay, four things. The other thing is myths and misconceptions. Oh, gosh. You know, all these people know how to do is bark orders, or they're so direct, or they're bossy, or you know, right, maybe right. They, maybe maybe they have PTSD. Okay, now all those myths and misconceptions need to be negated and reconciled and dispelled because um, you know what what most I mean, most people know is what they see in the media, and you know they're portrayed as drill sergeants, portrayed as drill sergeants, and you know unfortunately when you know stuff goes really wrong, you know sometimes there's some really sick people that happen to be veterans who've done some really bad stuff, but only about 20% of Iraq and Afghanistan veterans have PTSD. And so that's not fair. One more thing, one more thing. I yeah. think that having, again, I have firsthand experience hiring military. This is my second business, first business with a healthcare practice. I saw firsthand how the veterans in our employ became the backbone of our company. No kidding. Their work ethic, their resiliency, their perseverance. We were building a healthcare practice rapidly. And they were at the forefront. Okay. And so, you know, it's hard to be an employer, right? It's hard to foster yeah. belonging. It's Been hard. Been there, done that. I don't like it. It's hard. It's hard <laughs> to pick those right people yeah. that have the aptitude and the willing and the skills. I mean, it's tough, right? Well, when there's barriers about well, what does that job mean in the military and how does that translate here? That's about change. Or if it's about change, how can we be more, potentially more open-minded about someone who's come back from war? Ooh, that scares me. What do I do about that? Well, you, you, you got to be open-minded and, you know, authentic and, you know, be willing to, you know, change some internal processes that, that really, oh, by the way, work for veterans. But I think the processes that work for veterans in most cases will work for most employees. Oh, yeah. I, I'm just... Honestly, I'm I'm struggling to, you know, put holes in it. I just think that this is the right strategy for businesses to, to especially deploy. manufacturing. Oh, right? absolutely, 100%. absolutely. Their, their oh. skill sets are magically aligned, almost. Yeah, yeah. I I don't see. So it's just more of a, uh, a an amplification of the opportunities that exist out there and being able yes. to. I'll tell you the way I would approach it. I don't. I don't have my big business anymore. Thank goodness, because that's just a collection of headaches. But yeah, nonetheless, yeah. Uh, I would find that right Sherpa to be able to help with that transition, with that strategy to make my business yes achieve. And and I, I mean that's a that's a collaboration approach. The larger businesses who really do well with this this have a dedicated military recruiter. Okay? Yeah. I mean, I have I have a client now who is about you know 200 employees, and this gal. I mean, she even said to me, we went to an event recently, and she said, just being here makes me cry because you know I I just love the military people. I want to help them. I want to support yeah. them. So you don't have to have a full time dedicated resource, but someone who is willing to look at that resume once or twice, not 60 seconds, right? Or companies, many companies do this. They say, you know, if I get a military resume. I'm giving that person an interview and I'm going to do my level best to, you know, give them a, a, a fair, if not even more fair shake. Right. So, um, but, but there is some, you know, a little bit of specialized knowledge that, and that helps it, but what really helps is your heart. What really yeah. helps is wanting to be that civilian veteran champion. And, 
They're not giving a hand out, but a hand up, you hear so often. And, you know, just giving a military person, a military spouse, a chance for Pete's sake. I mean, I I know this one job seeker right now who um, has all these leadership, um, leadership, but just a wide variety of experiences. And and as a woman, what she's hearing is, well, you're intimidating because you have such a strong resume and you're going to come or if you come on board, you're going to leave. I mean, why would you say that to someone who is retired from the military and has served their country honorably and nobly? And, you know, give them a chance, get, get them in the door and see how yeah. it works. You know? That's, yeah. No, yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. There is an event that's happening. I would believe uh, April 24th. Take us through that. What you, what oh. you got going on. Veteran Talent Academy, basic training. We have basic training in April and then September we have advanced individual training. You know, I use the army terms to sort of distinguish the different uh, sure. offerings. Basic training is about fundamentals of hiring. Uh, Advanced individual training focuses more on retention. This is a hybrid event out of Phoenix. Anybody online can also participate. Um, At basic training, we're going to look at things like, why is a veteran a good employee? Where do you find them? How to interview them? So it's a a great opportunity to get your feet wet. Do do, do I go out to your website for uh, sign up? you, yes, if I you need can, to do it online, let's say I'm in what I would do is know, go, to Eventbrite. go to go to Eventbrite and put in Veteran Talent Academy. Boom. Basic training April uh, 2024 mm-hmm. will, will, will go up or go to Vanguard Veteran website and go to Veteran Hiring and you'll see it right there at the top of the page. Yeah, I, I would push people to the, the website that that just makes it simple. So sure. and 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 it, because I, I see that in your form, you said it's also online, uh, so I yep. can I, I can be there and per- if you're in the Phoenix area, yeah. Well, it's it's three hours, uh, ah, and, and you know it, it really does give you a, a good overview. Uh, one of my last participants' uh, feedback he gave was, you know, I know I need to you know be willing to give feedback. You know, uh, you know if if a military person comes into your workforce and they're I don't know just a little off or you know, just maybe doing something that, you know, makes, you know, makes you kind of uncomfortable. You say something to him about it. A quick story, Navy SEAL joined a workforce and <laughs> I guess he was uh, uh, doing practical jokes on his coworkers, right? Because, you know, Navy SEALs, these guys are rough and rowdy and tumble, you know, and that's what they think is funny, or at least yeah. this guy did, right? Yeah. And so he was pulling practical jokes on almost strangers, I guess. And so the HR lady was like, hey, Ah, uh, you know, not so much, right? The point is, get in there, give them feedback, give them a chance to correct their behavior. Oh, yeah. We're thick-skinned, and we want to succeed. Don't let them, you know, don't let them fail. Give them No, give them no, 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 don't do that. Do well. Yeah. You, you also, if you're out on video, she has a book, Beyond Thank You for Your Service. That's out on an Amazon, right? Yep, that's right. And it's sort of the how-to book? Is that what, it, what's... It, um, what I'm really proud of for this book is that it's chock full of practical how-to strategies, no matter where you sit in life, whether you're an employer, lawyer, doctor, educator, clergy, or a community member or a neighbor, right? Some, uh, it it, it, it you know, my uh, about 20 civilian veteran champions, mostly from Ohio, talk about what they have done to improve quality of life, workforce, our community. And, you know, it's not rocket science. It's people science. Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's thinking about other people, thinking and, and, and you know, being authentic, leading with your heart. 
um, and just being a good person, you know, and, and taking action, taking action. But I well, hope you'll take, I hope you take a look at it. I invite, I invite everybody who's listening to join the veteran champion movement and be a part of the win. There it is, man. She just wrapped it up. That was really good. How do people get a hold of you? What's the best way? What is, you just touched my heart. I want to be able to get, uh, I, I need this. Please reach out to me at Kathy at VanguardVeteran.com. Kathy with a K and a Y. Vanguard Veteran is, there's no periods in there. It's singular. VanguardVeteran.com. Take a look at the website. Um, and LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I'm very active on LinkedIn. There it is, man. Thank you. Again. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. All right. You were absolutely wonderful. Oh, back at you, brother. Appreciate all you. right. We're going to have all the contact information for Kathy out on Industrial Talk. So do not hesitate. Get engaged. Be a part of this wonderful, wonderful organization. So stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. All right. Retired Lieutenant Colonel Kathy Gallowitz. Vanguard Veteran is the organization, and we were talking about veteran talent strategy. It's a mouthful, but it is well worth the effort. You can reach out to her. You can have a conversation because we're all about that collaboration. Reach out to her. All the contact information will be out on Industrial Talk. Her stack card right there. It's pretty impressive, quite frankly. Better than mine, that's for sure. Which is not very... That's not a high bar. Right? But anyway, Kathy Gallowitz, reach out to her. Find out more. Could be the solution to your challenges from a, from a resource perspective. We are open. Industrial talk, door open. Want to talk to you. Amplify your voice. Put your podcast out on industrial talk. It's all there. It doesn't really... I'm here to help you succeed. Amplify it because we need to educate, collaborate, and of course, innovate. Be bold, be brave, dare greatly. Right there, Kathy, change the world. Talk soon.